Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 32 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible Orthodox Version because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about five minutes to read John chapter 10. Let's get started. The Gospel of John chapter 10 is about Jesus being our protector and keeper. John chapter 10 begins with Jesus giving a parable of the door of a sheepfold and the shepherd of the sheep. Later, Jesus identifies himself as being both the door of the sheepfold and the shepherd of the sheep. A sheepfold was a shelter in which sheep were kept to protect them from wild animals and from thieves and robbers. It is wise today to lock your car when you leave your car and lock your house when you are gone. This helps protect your car and your home from thieves. If you have chickens, it is good to have them in a secure chicken coop to protect them from wild animals that would do them harm. The door to the sheepfold, when opened, allowed for the sheep to either enter the sheepfold or to leave the sheepfold. The keeper of the door of the sheepfold would open the door for the shepherd and keep all others out, such as thieves and robbers. Think of a security guard at a factory, a plant, or a military base that only allows approved people in. You may also think of an airport that only lets ticketed people in, and then only if they go through scanners and undergo needed inspection for dangerous weapons. The shepherd would lead the sheep out of the sheepfold and lead them to a safe location for food and water. The sheep would recognize the voice of the shepherd, knowing that they were safe with the shepherd. The shepherd would not ask the doorkeeper to open the door unless it was safe for the sheep to leave. While the sheep knew the voice of the shepherd and followed him, the sheep would not listen to or follow strangers. Jesus first told this figuratively in terms of a sheepfold with a door and a doorkeeper and a shepherd, but no one understood what he was talking about. Jesus then explained he was the door of the sheepfold and that he was the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. But unlike other shepherds, Jesus was not just able to lay down his life, but to take it up again. This is in reference to his death on the cross and God raising Jesus from the dead. Jesus, by being the door, protected the sheep while they were in the sheepfold, and as the shepherd protected them when they were outside of the sheepfold. The point is that Jesus cares about his sheep and will lay down his life to protect his sheep from danger. Another point is that those who are followers of Jesus listen to his voice and not to the voice of others who are, are not, who will not lead them to feed upon God's word or who will entice them to do evil things. Jesus promises salvation to those who enter his door into the sheepfold. 
Jesus brings us salvation from our sins and protects us by keeping us uh, and helping us to overcome temptations to sin. Others come to God's people in the sheepfold and seek to steal them from God's place of salvation and to harm and kill them. While Jesus gives us eternal life, there is a danger of falling away and losing one's salvation. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 to 14, quote, Enter in by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many are those who enter in by it. How narrow is the gate, and restricted is the way that leads to life. Few are those who find it. End quote. How can we make sure we enter the narrow gate? How can we stay on the narrow path that leads us to eternal life? Our passage in John chapter 10 teaches us that Jesus is the door to salvation, and he is the shepherd that leads us. We enter the narrow gate, and we walk the narrow way when we follow Jesus. Jesus can and will protect his sheep who follow him, but there is danger to us as sheep when we listen to voices other than Jesus' voice, and we and when we are enticed to get off God's path and go down other paths. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 20, quote, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. By their fruits you will know them. Do you gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree produces good fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't grow good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Quote. Jesus is willing to die to protect and save his sheep. No one can snatch them out of his hand. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verses 27 to 30, quote, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give eternal life to them. They will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one, end quote. God the Father and God the Son are united as one, keeping Jesus' sheep. Who are Jesus' sheep? John chapter 10 verse 27 tells us that Jesus' sheep are those who hear Jesus' voice and follow Jesus. Have you said the sinner's prayer? Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? Have you become one of Jesus' sheep? Jesus says no one can take away his sheep. Does this mean you can never lose your salvation because no one, not even you, can snatch you from Jesus' hand? The answer is no. You can lose your salvation, but if you abide in Christ, he can keep you true to him. Jesus does not save us despite us sinning, but enables us not to sin. Notice that Jesus' sheep are those who hear his voice and who follow Jesus. If you backslide and turn your back on Jesus and start living a life of sin, 
you will not make it to heaven unless you return to God and to Jesus. You're not listening to his voice anymore. You're not his sheep. Notice Jesus' sheep hear his voice and follow Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 27. If you rebel against God and no longer serve him, then you no longer are hearing Jesus' voice and you are no longer following him. This means you're no longer his sheep. While it is possible for a born-again Christian to rebel against God and lose his salvation, this passage teaches us that we can be confident that God is able to keep us from falling. God does not save us despite us sinning, but enables us not to sin. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23, quote, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will tell me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, in your name cast out demons, and in your name do many mighty works? Then I will tell them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work iniquity. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, quote, No temptation has taken you except what is common to man. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but will, with the temptation, also make the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Quote. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, quote, My little children, I write these things to you that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have a counselor with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. End quote. This means it is possible not to sin, but it is also possible to sin. If we sin, we can go to Jesus as our helper and counselor. Jesus then will point the way to redemption. The way to redemption is to be sorry for your sins, ask for forgiveness, and seek with the help of God not to do that sin or any sin again. Jesus is aware of the dangers and temptations we face. If we let Jesus be the door, if we let Jesus be our shepherd, if we listen to Jesus' voice, we will not follow other voices. We will not listen to and follow the voice of strangers who teach false uh, teachings, who want to lead us away from God. We will not yield to temptations when we hear the uh, tempter's voice. It seems in the United States that people have emphasized freedom so much that they believe that if we have a desire then we should be free uh, to do those desires as long as it's not illegal. But not every desire or thought that we have is a good desire or thought, even if it is legal. These desires and thoughts cry out as voices saying, Follow me. Christians must practice discernment. They must ask, Is this the voice of Jesus? Is this the voice of God? Or is this my human nature wanting to bring pleasure to my own desires, even if they contradict God's word? Many do not want to hear Jesus' voice because they would rather do what their desires, thoughts, or human body wants to do, 
even if that is contrary to God's word. Jesus loves us so much that he laid down his life for us. Jesus was able to lay down his life for us and take it up again. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 17, quote, The Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. End quote. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 18, regarding his life, quote, No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down by myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. I received this commandment from my Father. End quote. Now, in uh, John chapter 10, verse 22, uh, we see it was the time of the Jewish Feast of Dedication, which is also known as Hanukkah. The Jews wanted Jesus to speak plainly as to whether he was claiming to be the Messiah or not. Jesus did not answer them directly, uh, so as to satisfy them. Jesus' answer to the question as to whether he was the Messiah or not was that the works that Jesus did in God the Father's name shows who he is. These works testified as to who Jesus was. Jesus then said, His sheep hear his voice, but they do not. He- but these people were not hearing Jesus' voice because they were not his sheep. No one can snatch Jesus' sheep from his hand, and it is Jesus' hand and God the Father's hand that keeps Jesus' sheep. Jesus and the Father are one in keeping Jesus' sheep. Jesus does the works of the Father. With this answer, the Jews took up stones to kill Jesus with stones. Jesus asked, For which of my father's works do you stone me? They responded, We stone you not for a good work, but because you are a man, and you're claiming you're committing blasphemy by making yourself out to be God. In rebuttal, Jesus uh, pointed to Psalm 82. In Psalm 82, human judges are called gods. The Hebrew word for God in the Old Testament, which is Elohim, is plural in form, but it is singular in meaning when it refers to the one true God. However, the term Elohim can refer to heavenly beings like angels or to humans in some context. This does not mean that angels or humans are worthy of worship, but to some extent represent God and rule under God's authority. For example, in Psalm 8, verse 5, it says, Man is made a little lower than Elohim. Elohim can be translated God here in Psalm 8, 5. However, it can be referring to angels. The Greek translation of the Old Testament in the time of Jesus translated Elohim as angeloi, which means angels, and that is how Psalm 8, Uh, chapter 8, verse 5, is translated in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 7. In Psalm 82, Elohim are referring to human judges. Jesus says this verse in Psalm 82, 6, is in regards to those to whom the word of God came. John 10, verse 35. So, if it is not blasphemy to use the term Elohim in regards to human judges, 
how much more is it not improper for Jesus to say he is the Son of God? Now we know that Jesus is not just the Son of God, but is also God. Further, Jesus is not Elohim in just the sense that humans or angels can be called Elohim. We read in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, in which Jesus is called the Word, quote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him nothing was made that has been made, end quote. If Jesus made all things, then he is not created as far as his divine nature is concerned. Jesus is God, like God the Father is God. However, Jesus' human nature is created. Since all things are made through Jesus, Jesus was the creator of his human nature, but not his divine nature, since Jesus has always been in existence as God the Son. Jesus is in God the Father, and God the Father is in Jesus, and the works Jesus does is the works of God the Father. John chapter 10, verse 38. The Jews again tried to seize Jesus, but were unable to do so. Jesus then went into the wilderness, where John the Baptist had baptized at the start of his ministry. Many people came to Jesus as they had come to hear John the Baptist. Now they are coming to hear Jesus. There many people believed in Jesus. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. I encourage you to pray that God will work in the lives of those who hear his word and that people will turn from their sins and become disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that Christians will grow to become better disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that God will work through this podcast ministry to bring others to Christ and to strengthen and establish Christians. Also notice I have added to my uh, to the website a place for topical Bible studies for reading. Bye for now.